0: Are they done it? Steven Gerrard, an instant hero. Can you believe it? Who's the attacking? No Naldo. The comeback is complete. A stunning second half from Schalke. Blau und Weiß sein lieben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Schalke America. Glue out, everyone. Glue Calf, it is another. It's a Victory Monday. It's a Victory Monday. Didn't think I'd be able to say this back to back weeks. We were hoping for it, right? We were hoping for it, but uh, we got it. Back to back Victory Mondays uh, wasn't pretty necessarily, but uh, here we are. I'm your host, Richie Carmen, uh, on this Victory Monday podcast. No Jack Maggot tonight, but we got a lot to get into tonight. Uh, Little rundown of what the show is gonna go about. Obviously, it's Victory Monday. We're gonna talk the game, right? Against Hansa Rostock, 2-0 victory. Uh, we'll talk a little fan violence uh game. The first half took 81 minutes, right? Um, so talk a little fan violence, talk a red card that kind of got the, the game moving for us at least. Uh, and then obviously the win in the game. We'll talk about maybe some questions like what do we do with Rostock when they come back to our town uh, in Velton's Arena, right? Uh Maybe talk a little with transfer window com- uh, commentary there. But uh, we're going to start off with some breaking news. And it is the uh, DFL investors uh, have uh, been voted in. Uh, chat is active already. Happy Victory Monday, El Waflo. Gluk auf, auf, uh But yeah, let's get into the news because uh, the game can await Victory Monday. However... DFL investor, if you'd Coleman, right? Uh, our friends over at the FC Köln Supporters USA and on Twitter did a nice little thread, so I'm going to read it all, kind of um, summarizing what the article was about, what exactly the heck happened here. Uh, interesting news that broke out. So two-thirds majority achieved uh, the way is clear for DFL investors uh, to come into the Bundesliga. Um, back in May, there was a vote, as you remember. Chalker one of the few that uh one of the 10 that said no and it did not pass back then but we are back again voting and uh it passed this time uh so dfl management is allowed to negotiate with potential investors about joining according to kickers with all information comes from is a, from the kicker uh, uh article according to kicker information the corresponding motion received The necessary majority at the general meeting was on Monday. The way is clear for negotiations with the DFL investor. According to kicker information at the general meeting on Monday, 24 of the 36 uh, Deutsche Fußball League clubs voted yes, 10 voted no, two clubs abstained. This means that the necessary two-thirds majority was achieved by a very slim margin. If there was just one less yes vote, the application would have been rejected. A close result was expected until the end. The vote took place in secrecy. Uh, as we mentioned, back in May, the same vote happened again. Only 12 clubs voted yes. It was rejected. Uh, but among other things, if the league joins, it will receive 900 million euros and 1 billion euros over the next several years for an investor stake of around 8%. In the spring, it was around 2 billion euros, 12.5%. Uh, thanks to the positive decision by Lens and Miracle, now receive a mandate from the members for negotiations and conclude a deal with investor there is an interest from the four private equity companies, Advent, Blackstone, CVC, and EQT. The managing duo advertised, among other things, clear red lines that would have limited investors' ability to intervene. The right to have a say and should be limited to economic components. for example, and investors should not have a say in kickoff times. As in May, the DFL leadership, including Executive Committee spokesperson Hans-Jokom Vatska of the... BXB uh, campaigned for such a deal in order to ensure the league's competitiveness in international comparison and to promote business development. Some clubs categorically reject the investor involvement, others were bothered by the way the deal was structured. The fan scene is also one to declare opponents of entry. At the weekend, there were protests in numerous Bundesliga stadiums around a yes vote to the investor, as in fight, the fighter Liga. Uh, and the fan association under the had criticized the fact that the short notice of the of the vote had massively increased the pressure on the clubs so what the hell does that all mean they say it's for the for the good of the bundesliga um we're gonna do a video on this because this is obviously a hot topic however <laughs> for the good of the bundesliga but when you look at the breakdown of it uh, and i don't have it right in front of me it, nothing says for the good of the bundesliga it says for marketing it's all about marketing and honestly it's a really shitty excuse if you you know if you're if you're asking me uh here we go here's our let's see if i got the breakdown right here all right let's see it's coming through scooping through uh sports show let's see if i got the breakdown here on this um come on i thought this article had it it did not have anyway uh 126 million is going to go towards uh curbing content uh piracy online so the same bs that seriad pulled uh with the same thing of focusing on the piracy versus sharing the sharing the i mean what is i get it and i don't get it right you don't want people to steal the content obviously but you know people should be sharing the bundesliga let's the Svita liga if you if you you know, give him a strike for showing five seconds of clipping, a clip. That's BS. How are you going to promote the league? You talk about marketing. How are you going to promote the league if you don't let us creators share the product that we love so much? We've gotten strike before. I remember uh, in the four-four River Derby game when Naldo scored the the, the game tying goal. We shared a five second clip of him scoring that goal. It's not even the goal. was a celebration, and we got we got a strike against that. So you're going to have more of that. Um, hey. I guess they don't want to uh, spread the game as much as they say they do, but this this big investorship is all about marketing, not necessarily helping the Bundesliga. It's just more branding than the Bundesliga. Uh, it's going to be very similar to the NBA pass where, you know, it, really trying to bring attention to it, but it to me, I have yet to, I'm going to read a little bit more before I make the next video, but to me, this is just like a cop-out way to get more money. It doesn't really help the teams. It helps the, the people at the top who make the money. That's about it, but I'm curious. Tell us your thoughts at... Uh, on the on the comments of this video or or on or anywhere on social media where Sherlock America is but that was the late breaking news there um big obviously big news that that came that broke out today so we want to start off the show with that but it is victory monday let's get into the good of the of the which was the game was it good uh, i don't know we, we'll talk about it look at the lineups in this one uh the home team which was Hansa Rostock um Gerard mentioned this in the pre-match press coverage, how Rostock is a difficult place to play. Jack and I talked about it. Everybody who knows about Rostock knows it's a difficult place to play, a difficult team. Well, uh, it certainly lived up to the billing, right? Uh, but look at the home lineup in this one. cocaine goal with Jonas David, Husling, Rosbach, and Rossi Paul in the back. A midfield diamond four of Ryan, Vasiliades, Frulling and Dressel with Junior Brumado and uh, Proger, a uh, former tackle player, uh, in the start in the striker positions. For us, we had Fairman in goal once again. There was news before the match that uh, Marius Muller, healthy again. He's back practicing. Gerrards did not want to rush him into the game. Um, He wants to quick continue recovering. And at the start of the Rook Runda, hopefully Marius Muller will get the start then. Plus, Fairman isn't doing poorly at the moment, so why not keep him in there? So Fairman in goal once again. A back four of Matriciani, Kalash, Kaminski, Merkin. Midfield diamond of Seguin, Idrizi getting a start in this one. Karaman and more with Teroda and Lassman up top. Um, This was an interesting game, to say the least. The one thing Gerard said at the start of the game is that he wanted to start the game better than what we had been doing for the majority of time under Rice and even uh, under Gerard's tenure. Uh, We saw the games against Düsseldorf and uh, a bunch of the games, really, that the first 20, 30 minutes Basically, been non existent, and Garage said we have to come out better, like we did against Osnabrück. Yeah, Osnabrück are the bottom of the table, they won this weekend, by the way. I think. Um, but we got to come out strong, we can't be in the deficit to start the game. We're just chasing chasing shadows, uh, uh you know, as it comes to it, it just, it just tires us out so quickly, and it's hard to come back in those kind of games. We almost hit against Dusseldorf, but again, it's too much to overcome. Uh, I thought in this game it started out. Better. It was better performance compared to those other games. Not necessarily. The only Osnabrück, obviously Osnabrück, we had a couple goals in our first half, three actually. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's um, it was an interesting way to start the game. It was two teams very similar. to both you know, we were 16th coming into the game. They were 15th position. Just um, basically two teams on the same level, kind of cancel each other out. Uh, we had some opportunities. They had some opportunities. Really, a, a stalemate of a first half, honestly. Um, we had probably the majority of the majority of the chances in that first half, I would say. Uh, but really, things started to change in the thirty seventh minute. Now, this is the longest first half that I've ever witnessed. And I think anybody, right? Uh, and anybody watched this game realize what. but uh, in the thirty seventh minute, uh junior Bermado, stick it go, he's going for a ball with man, who was it? It was uh I think it was more going to ball with Moore or someone. Seguin, maybe a Seguin. And um Junior mother intentionally sticks out his arm or shoulder, knocks him in the face, knocks him out. Uh, referee gives him a yellow. First, I I'm thinking think we were going to give him a yellow card. Uh, And obviously protesting garages on the sidelines, protesting. I mean, it was clearly a dangerous play. Um, so we're thinking it's going to go to VAR, right? But no. All of a sudden, the camera pans up into the crowd. And what do we see? We see a massive amount of people getting ushered out of the stadium uh, we're trying to figure out what the heck is going on here. We figured it was something to do with some fan violence. We heard some, we heard some flares and stuff going off just before the camera panned over there and we're ever trying to figure out what the heck is going on here. And so while all this is happening, an announcement came on the screen said, all the players, all players must get off the field. They go into the locker room. Uh, and apparently the police wanted to shut down the game right there on the spot, uh, due to fan violence. What originally what we saw in the, in the beginning moments of that of that oh, end of the first half is what we thought was it was just the rostock fans who were causing chaos causing trouble um we did also hear that the police were starting to have fights with the rostock fans outside the stadium and that's how, part of the reason why they want to get them out of there started seeing video, leaked video footage of uh some Shotgun supporters or uh, some ultras or whoever breaking glass, trying to get over at the Rostock and then kind of begging them to come over and fight them. And, hey, they wanted to oblige, I guess. And uh, both teams, uh, Rostock fans, entered the uh, no-go area and all kinds of chaos broke through. Some flares were shot at the Rostock fans. And it went both ways. Both both, both sets of fans were having some um, uh, bunch of freaking idiots. Uh, Dirk, you said it perfectly there. Bro, a bunch of freaking idiots is what it was. Both sides, right? It, 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 it was absolutely both sides. Uh, but Rostock was looking for a fight. Uh, they've been they've been known to be this kind of um, ultra group that likes to do these kind of things. Not that not that others don't, right? Uh, but uh, they, they don't hide it. They don't hide that fact. Um, last time, Asamoa even said this before the game, how like the last time they came to Rostock, what, a year and a half ago, um, all the, the ultras were throwing bricks at their buses and, and trying to bust out the windows of the of the bus. Uh, so it's not something they were surprised by. Uh, the police obviously were, weren't surprised by it either. Uh Surprisingly enough, the, the police presence wasn't as great as when though were there visiting not too long ago. And uh, I uh, I think our friend uh, Eric on the Discord channel said that uh, they had four times the amount of police at the the match versus this one. Um, <laughs> Ultra is right. Ultra idiots. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, the game, um, the players and the coaches, everyone, they kind of protested the cancellation of the game. I thought it was gonna be a forfeit automatically. It just seemed like a forfeit that was coming. I've seen this in other leagues where it ended up being a forfeit. But uh you know they held they felt better of it. Players started coming back onto the pitch. Time is ticking by the way. Time is ticking still the first half by the way. Um there was still this happened the foul happened at 38th minute. So we had seven minutes before the stoppage time even started in the second in the first half. They started coming back out there and all of a sudden referee decides after what thirty minutes, I'm now going to check VAR. He could have he could have done it the whole time while the, all this violence is going on in the stands. But no, he waited till they go back on the pitch on the 67th minute. Yes, their 67th minute first half to check the foul. And oh yeah, look what do you know? Junior Bermudo did get a red card. So he, they they changed the yellow to a red. Um, <laughs> the <police are> <laughs> um they uh, hey, throw me off my game, Dirk. <laughs> uh they gave end up giving junior bermado a red card obviously the 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 fans did not like this the home fans of rostock did not like this the manager didn't like it obviously but it was a red card it was a red card no doubt about it he intentionally went to injure uh paul seguin in the play and rightfully so deserved that red card so he's out of there first half you know wraps up nothing really too crazy in that first half you look at the first half statistics uh after 81 minutes the first half ended after 81 minutes uh, which is unreal. I've never seen anything like that in my life. But uh, first half statistics: shots five to two in our favor, uh, fouls even ten to seven, possession fifty-eight forty-two in our favor. Uh, like I said, we we looked the better of the team. It wasn't really saying much. Both teams are fairly even. Nothing nothing too crazy to, to write home about. Um, you know, those are the main statistics of the first half. Like I said, but you knew going to second half we would have the majority of possession because we were up a man. My question was, and my worry was that we've seen this before, Roshalka. We've been up a man before, and we cannot do anything with it. We struggle to do, take advantage of the man up. We certainly play very poor when we're in a man down, right? But when we're a man up, we don't take advantage of it. Uh, and to start the first, half, start the second half, credit to Hansa Rostock. They played a park the bus mentality. uh I played a low block, and made it super difficult for Roshalka. I think Shaka didn't help her. We didn't help our cause. <laughs> um, Shaka didn't help their cause because they were very static up front. I mean, Brian Lassman had a million opportunities in this game and this guy must be hurting for confidence at the moment because he was in the right positions and skies the ball over the net. He had a couple wide open headers from like the six yard, six yard mark and misses the net. Um, his confidence has got to be way down right now. Uh, it, it showed because he, he could easily himself could have had four goals in this game. That's how, that's how wide open he was on many, many plays. He was in the right place. He just failed the finishing every time. And so for a while, it looked like we are not going to get a result in this one. It, it, as the time ticked on in the second half, they finally adjusted the real time. Uh, but, you know, you're, time is in the 60th minute at this point. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're not going to get a goal in this game. Finally, Blendia Adrizi, finally, you know, he gets a, a start in this one. Uh, some, good, some good play into the box. Um, you know. Katamon's involved. Um, Bruner's involved. Bruner came on at halftime for Matriciani. I think this is probably the last we'll see of Matriciani for a while, I, I would imagine. Hasn't looked good under, under Gerard. Uh, but the ball eventually finds its way to Tarota. Uh, say what you will about Simon Torota. Obviously, he has this knack of disappearing in games and then obviously showing up for a goal here and there. But I thought in this game in particular, he held up the ball very, very well. Uh, and so the ball comes into the box. He ends up obviously holding it off, Feeds infinity to Idrizi, a kind of a flip of what we saw, what, two years ago, a year and a half ago in Sandhausen, where we needed that goal to win, and Idrizi is the one holding the ball up, feeds Tarota for the game-winning goal. This time it's sort of repaying the favor, Idrizi slots at home, One nothing in the 72nd minute, we're like, okay, good, good, that's a goal, that's all we needed. However... um. I was I was not convinced that you know I thought Rostock Rostock looked kind of dangerous with ten men they almost looked more dangerous with ten men than they did with eleven and I kept fearing here we go they're gonna they're gonna find a way to uh, get back into this game we need that second goal And it wasn't coming for the longest time finally you know Gerards looking for the blood it's what it's what I did like maybe under Thomas Rice we wouldn't have had this but Gerrard's, no he knew that we needed to get a second goal we just had to we couldn't hold on to that one goal lead. And uh, he started bringing up more and more reinforcements to try to attack the lead. We finally had uh, Polter, Tarota, and Kadama all in there at the same time. We've never had those three big. We rarely had those three bigs in all together at the same time, which was uh, nice to see. Uh, and it finally paid off. There was a uh, counterattack where uh, I think Kadama started it off, got it to Tarota. Actually, Tarota is what one that started off. Hold up play again by Tarota finds Poulter. Poulter with a quick heads up play finds a wide open streaking. Uh, Karaman Karaman goes down the left hand side, does a nice right footed curler pass the keeper. Two nothing. Game set match. Game was over. Love seeing that. Uh, when that goes, I can go win, you know, it's over at that point. And uh, that was the end of the game there. Uh, what's Dirk saying here? He says, uh, the card was justified, but I can look at any situation for 30 minutes till I find something. <laughs> yes, true. I'm positive or negative. Don't think it was the right to use the break to long, uh, for a long-term review of scene. Yeah. But then again, the so-called Rostock fans brought the chance to review on their own team. That's true. And I I, I, I wonder why it took them so long. When that foul happened in the 38th minute, even before the valence happened, they should have gone under review. They should have gone under review immediately because it was plain to see if you were watching the game. And obviously, a player is down, writhing in pain. Go to review. And why what 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 took the, the side officials or whoever else or the VIR to get in his in the uh the referee's ear to say, hey, you gotta look at this. I don't know what took so long, but uh it took 30 plus minutes of stoppage with the fan violence to them go, oh hey, let's check VAR while we're at it. And uh correct call, like I said. But uh we went two-nothing in the game. Uh thrilled at back to back wins. Uh all of a sudden we went from what two weeks ago, we were sixteenth place. Uh, and it, we jumped up to 13th place. All of a sudden, uh, back-to-back wins. We got one more game against Groytefert coming up. Um, there's a chance that we win that game. The last game of the of the Hinrunda. We win that game. We could be in 11th place now. You know, some matches have to go our way. But you know, we'll be we'll be what 22 22 points I think. 22 points if we if we get the win next week this Friday. And uh, I think we'll only be like nine points out of a promotion spot. Nine points out of uh, it's unbelievable to see to see to say that. Or excuse me, I think we're nine. I think we're nine points now out of promotion spot. Hold on a second. Let me get to the standings here real quick. Uh, let's see. Hamburg has twenty-eight. We have nineteen. So yeah, we're nine points up Hamburg right now. If we win, results go our way. We'll be six points from a promotion spot. That's the kind of crazy season the Zweite Liga this year. That's the kind of crazy stuff this year. Um, my gosh, I can't believe we say that <laughs> promotion. Here we come. Last, last, but could have, should have. Yeah, yeah. It's the time we move on from Lasma? I don't know. Maybe he maybe needs to be on the bench. I, he brings a lot of good. He does, but I think even the uh, football uh, legends uh, podcast with um, oh my god, the guys. My names names are escaping me at the moment. At the moment. Um, but it's on. Go check it out. Uh, it's on YouTube. They were talking about you know, Lasso is very clumsy and, and he just for whatever he has all the talent in the world, but he just can't put you know he can't put his left foot from his right foot and he can't score a goal for whatever reason. Wide open net can't can't get on target, and it showed in this game. He should have had multiple goals in this game, but we won nonetheless. So we could we get a third victory against Gortefirth uh, in a row. This Friday we could be within six points of promotion, which is unreal to say. But um, the the question is now, you know what, with all this fan violence that happened. Predictable or not, what happens on the return? Like, right? Some good questions came out of the, the Discord chat this morning or this afternoon. Uh, what happens with the Rostock fans when they return on the trip back to Velton's Arena? Um, I think the obvious answer is you're gonna have to ban the way fans, uh, or at least the ultras, right? I don't know how you can ban everybody, but some kind of ban is gonna have to be in place. Uh, I think because if you're not, they'll probably still show up. We've seen this many times in other places where. Yeah, the Ultras get banned from a certain arena, but they still show up and they they want to fight in the streets. It, it not only happens in the Bundesliga, happens in European matches, it happens all over. Um, but I think that's what you're going to do, because if you don't, you're going to have similar scenes, I think, in the Veltans Arena, and uh, nobody wants to see that. Um, it could have been obviously bad. We, obviously, we had a lot of um, friends that were at, at the game, so we got a lot of uh, footage from from their point of view, but the police will i'm sure be on high alert as they have been for you know obviously the review derby games and some of the other big games where the fan violence is uh, predicted and so you imagine high police presence you should probably do a ban on the on the fans away fans from visiting belton's arena but we'll see it'll be a must see tv and hopefully we'll be higher in the table than we are now and so we don't have to worry about relegation uh but that was early relegation six pointer that we got back to back weeks um happy to have that what do you guys think? Do you think uh Rostock fans should be banned on the return leg to Veltas Arena? Let us know. Um, Firth will not be easy to beat. They will not. Great the Firth are a good team this year. They they were last year as well. They are currently sitting in fourth position, 28 points, nine points ahead of us. We we battled Dusseldorf fairly okay. Uh, who else is up there? Um Hamburg was kind of beating us up. Hanover, we beat Hanover, who were level 11 them points, I think, or four, a couple of points behind them. Um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of game we, we do. And Gerards mentioned how how difficult Rostock was to, to, to plan for. Greuther Fürth is going to be even more difficult to plan for. Uh, so we got to figure out what to do there. But you know, after the Greuther Fürth match, it is the winter pausa. and what do we do with the winter transfer window? Obviously, the rumors came out. I think build that said that several players and managers are going to be gone. The rumor that came out just before the game was that uh, Gerald Samoa, his contract will not be extended after this season. To be determined, still a long way to go, right? But uh, indications are early that he will not be extended uh, going into next season. Uh, obviously, he's a, a fan favorite, a, a, a club legend. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, if you look at it, if you take the name, the him out of the way, has he done enough to to do there? tough for you to say, uh, but be, uh, I hope to see him and, you know, Buskins and even Kreutzer all stay there, uh, keep the team intact, at least the, the back management staff intact. We'll see. We'll see where we are on the table. It's a long way to go, right? But in terms of the transfer window, rumors are that Poulter may go on uh, on loan. Uh, I know, Dirk, you said you want to see keep Polter, give it a last minute. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I think Poulter brings a lot of what Torota does. I love the passion that Polter brings. He's been so inconsistent though. I, I, when I when I when he joined the team and also said he was gonna stay for the Saita the Liga. I'm expecting this guy to bad goals. And when he's had his opportunities this year, yeah, we had terrible teams in front of him or behind him. He hasn't done much. I love his spirit. I love everything he brings. Um uh, maybe, maybe just lack of opportunity and lack of getting lack of getting uh, opportunities from the his teammates, not feeding him the ball. Right? We talked about that with this Tarota before where, like, if he doesn't get the ball, he can't do what he does. So maybe the same thing with Bolter. I don't know. Uh, but all indications that he wants to go just because he wants the playing time. I understand that, right? I, I understand that. Um, I don't think we should spend money on a mascot. I love Asaba. What is he actually doing? Yeah, that's the that's the fair question. You take and we've seen this with other clubs where they have a club legend who's on the team, and obviously everyone is drawn to the uh, to the legend. What have if you take that name away, that person away, just think about what they've actually done? Have they done enough to stay? That is the question that Gerarts and company are gonna be asking. That's what we could ask ourselves. You know, we all love Gerald Gerald to bits, but is it enough? I don't know. that's up to to, to debate. Um the Poulter is a guy who's likely gonna go on loan. I don't think they're gonna sell him. Last minute, I don't I don't know. I think Gerard, Gerard likes his pace, what he brings, skill set. But he's got to get his confidence better, man. He can't have four opportunities, clear goal scored opportunities in a game and not score a goal, not an assist. Um has gotta stay just because where is he gonna go? There's rumors that he may go to uh one of the relegation contenders in the Bundesliga. But like, is that any better than than where we're at right now? He'll probably get more playing time now. He's been one of our better players this season. He's got something like five, six goals this year already. Um so I think Karaman's going to stay. Uh, look at the lineup. Torres obviously going to stay. I think Idrizi stays. More, more Seguin and Merkin have to stay. I think Baumgartel's gone. I think he's got to go. Uh, rumor is Oyon. Oyon maybe he's going to go. Um, I don't know if there's friction there with the manager or not. Garard says you know there's there's none with him and Oyon. Uh, Oyon didn't get on the pitch in this one. But he's just coming off suspension too, so maybe that had something to do with it. Um, Fairman, uh, rumors that you know if Mueller gets a starting spot back in the Rook Runda, maybe Fairman will be upset. So r- rumors were maybe Fairman goes. Templeman was one of the names of guys going to go. I think Templeman is a curious case because when he's uh, when he's playing well, when he's playing good, he's one of our catalysts. But when he's off, he's man, he is this dead weight out there. Uh, Nicholas Toyer, I think. Yeah, he hasn't done much for me. He's got to go. Kazuki, I don't know why he's not getting pitch time. Kiki Top, he's going to stay, obviously. Uh, but there are a few other names that they, they've been talking about. I mean, Kaminsky, I think Kalash can stay. Uh, but who do you keep? Sisei. They said maybe Sisei is going to be gone. So we'll see. I don't know what, how much money we have. I know that the rumor was, I don't know if this is, this is actually true or not, but uh, we we're supposed to have a training camp in Portugal uh, during the winter pausa, and they're going to cancel that trip because they want to save some money for the transfer window. <laughs> um i know garage is itching to go for the training camp but I, like i said last podcast maybe i said in the last video which we did uh after the press conference on on friday night you can have a training camp in velton's arena or at park and, and and your and gelson kirsten you can have training camp there it's not yeah it's not a way and have that uh that team bonding moment but uh if you can't travel you don't have the funds it's better than nothing right at least you're gonna practice they need to practice no matter what that's what they got to get uh they got to get better at that of all the little basic details in their game, but uh, yeah, it's been, uh, um, it's been an interesting one for sure. Um, maybe last, should play defense. He obviously is able to keep the ball out of the net. <laughs> uh, Derek, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's playing in the wrong position. I, you know, Jack and I talked about this. I like, is he better playing as a, you know, one of the two strikers up top or is he better on the wing? I think he's better on the wing. The best we've seen him this season, whether it's a friendly or in a real game He's been on the left-wing side. He could play on the right-wing side as well. But as one of the two top strikers in the lineup in a 4-4-2, it doesn't cut it. And honestly, the 4-4-2 right now is what we've been playing with the diamond in the middle um, or 4-1-3-2, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Moore's got that space on lockdown. Merkin and Moore have been locking that down lately. They, They have really good chemistry, both providing on the offensive side, playing decently defensively. It's gonna be hard for Ouellet to get in the lineup. Hard for last to get in the left wing spot. I don't know who pairs up with Tero up top, but you know, maybe when maybe when Odrago comes back, he's up top there. Um, maybe Carabon goes up top with Tero, and you got Odrago in the Carabon spot in the in the ten position. That's an opportunity there. Um, who do we get in the in the winter window? And we don't have any money, but we need central defenders, and our guys are struggling at the moment. Kaminsky's been okay. Kalash has been okay, but we need some depth there. Uh, Bruner's nice, but he gets injured all the time, so we need a back, comparable backup, but Shostiani does okay. Uh, and right winger. Who do we have right wing? Idrisi played well in this game, I thought. Decent. Got a, got the obviously game-winning goal. Uh, and then also, you no, know, Lasma. He didn't do much, right? So uh, we'll see what we can do. We have no money, no funds. Um, you would hope this investor money would help you know, the club so they can get more players, but that's not going to work. It ain't, it ain't for that, so... Uh anyway, uh, I'll go off like 10 there but <laughs> uh anyway, it's victory monday, another victory in the game. Uh back to back weeks here. Great the first this Friday. Game is back on ESPN Plus. It was a uh, difficult to watch the game. We all have that um on the Discord we've been sharing a, uh, a stream to watch these games when they're not, you know, visible in the end the states. That that website was down, so we had to figure some other websites out. We figured it out, got to watch the game. Um, but uh, this weekend or this Friday, ESPN Plus, the last game of the Henrunda. Let's get let's get get a good result here, which we can all watch the game now. It's gonna be amazing. So uh, let's see, good performance, all we ask for, honestly. A win would be nice, cause uh, we'd be so close to promotion. Get our optimism back up high after it's been down in the dumps for a long time. Right? Uh, only to disappoint us at the end, right? We'll see. It, we'll see. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's it. Keep the podcast short. To victory money. Have some fun. Um, Dawson isn't much better. I bet you Dawson's just a little bit better. A little better because they have, like, maybe three more games than, than ESPN Plus. But uh, does he do a GoFundMe in <laughs> Shocking do, to do a, a GoFundMe. They do. Get some investments there. Um, who is it? Gerardts mentioned in his um, press conference before Hans Rostock how he met the, the president of um, of Germany and he was a big Schalke fan. Um, by the way, I got to say, Gerardts is speaking English, which is uh, 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 nice to hear from you know the us in this side of the states. Um, but uh, Gerardts' German is getting better. He's not speaking yet, but he understands it. I was watching the post-match press conference uh, at Hansa Rostock, and it was, he only had maybe two questions asked towards him. Not even – he had one question asked towards him. He intervened. So uh, all the questions that came to him were um, in – actually, he didn't get any questions. The host just went to him and said, what are your thoughts on the game? He you know, gave, he gave his synopsis of the game. And then the only question that he got the answer was, they asked the, the manager for Rostock, what his thoughts are the of the of the red card and the fan violence and as he was talking about the fan violence garagetz jumped in he goes yeah no I agree with what he's saying uh you know the, the everyone was taken aback by the violence blah 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 but garagetz understands German so his German is coming along he's not quite ready to uh, speak it yet but uh, he didn't have an earpiece in his in his ear uh, and so he clearly is understanding German which is nice to see how quickly he can pick up the pick it up but uh you know being in Belgium he's he, he's uh, he's' He's familiar with multiple languages already, so I'm sure he can pick it up quickly. you imagine, at the very least, he speaks English, uh, French, and, and Dutch, or um, whatever, I forget what they call it, and Belgian. Uh, Discord's going to have a, a field day with that one right there. But uh, yeah, before I embarrass myself anymore, let's just end this podcast here now, uh, and this Victory Monday on a good note. Uh, if you want to follow Jack, uh, Jack Mangan, J-M-M-A-N, uh, do it again, at J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N. On Twitter or anywhere on social media, and as well, you follow me at underscore k-h-a-r-m-a-n More importantly, follow Shalk America anywhere on social media, and if you're watching here on YouTube, or even if you're not, go to our YouTube page, subscribe if you haven't already, like and leave comments on the on the on the video, much appreciated. Share our content, we are much appreciated. Again, join us in the Discord channel. It's a it's a fun group to chat about, mostly shaka, but we talk about everything in that in there uh, and like to uh, have fun as well. So go out there, check it out, we'll, we'll post, a, post a link uh, with this uh, podcast video, and then uh, enjoy the rest of your short week, because we got a game on Friday against great De Will we be within six points of promotion? Will we get our optimism high? To be determined, but I uh, hope you guys enjoy the podcast, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll catch you then. out. <laughs>